Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins. You're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland's engineering, producing, running the show. As always, thank you, Kevin. And if you like the show, if you love the show, actually, don't like it, love the show, share the show. You can find us on Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, um, SoundCloud. But our home is the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Believe.com. We got some stuff to talk about this week. I'm definitely going to stop and talk about Ja Morant and the seriousness of his situation and the, the ridiculousness of his situation. We're going to get into these NBA playoffs and the matchups that are so intriguing right now. But first up. Yo, yo. So, NBA Conference Finals cracking off now, and I'm getting tired of saying NBA is fantastic. I mean, that was a slogan they, they brought out, I think, in the 90s. NBA is fantastic. It really is fantastic, man. We've got just, I mean, this is actually the bubble conference finals. If you remember what, two years ago, three years ago, we had uh, the Lakers versus the Nuggets and we had the Heat versus the Celtics. And we got a rematch of that. So people want to say the bubble, the bubble is a fluke. Well, how the hell it happened outside the bubble now, three years later? These teams just good. And the teams who won the championship, which was the Lakers, was valid. Um, but there's so many good storylines that just keep coming up in this NBA, and especially in these conference finals, because you got on the East, the Boston Celtics and the Heat. Right, that's been a matchup that's been going around for I mean, hell, in the late in the two thousands all the way through now, that's been a rivalry right there. Right, I mean, you had the Celtics make the first real super team, and they beat LeBron. Then LeBron had to go to Miami and get his own super team so he could beat the Celtics. And this is just this matchup right now: Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. I'm stuck. Because I love both of these dudes. Like, literally, Jimmy Jimmy Butler is probably one of my favorite players of all time to watch. I mean, I just love the dude from, from his story, how he got here, how he grinds, how he works. Like, that dude is just, he's just a dog, man. And I, I, I love his mentality. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jason Tatum. I, li- I, I, was, I wasn't late to the party. I always thought he was going to turn into something dope. I think that he has the opportunity to be like a multi MVP in this league. Like the dude is maybe hell, man. What is he? Six eight, six eight with a handle, three point shot, mid range, a, a a layup package in the in the paint. But for some reason, y'all, I mean not y'all. There's just a group of people who just don't like this dude, Jason Tatum. But I don't understand why. I just don't know why. Um, I've got I've got running bets with my friends who are just betting against the Celtics, betting against Jason Tatum anytime they can. Oh, he ain't you know. He, people think that he's trying to be the next Kobe. People talk about him being the next Kobe. Who said that? I mean, and and what's wrong with that? When Michael Jordan was in the league and when he was gone, we had about seven, eight people that was supposed to come in and be the next Michael Jordan. Hell, when Michael Jordan was playing, there was people who were supposed to be the next Michael Jordan. Well, was we going crazy then? 
And of course, people are going to compare people to Kobe, right? Especially dudes who idolized him and try to play like him. What's wrong with it? I mean, I just don't understand. And so game one comes, and this is after Jason Tatum just had a historic game seven. We forget all that. And this is the thing I hate most about, like, sports media today and especially, like, the playoffs and all this stuff is do you these dudes can't have a bad game. It's just it's it's been no more. No longer are players allowed to have a bad game because these analysts and these people talking about these games, they have to sell you something and all they can sell you is doom and gloom after game 1 when we got 7 games in a series. The Boston Celtics Jason Tatum had a bad 3 minutes and they lost game 1 at home. To a Heat team that is playing over the heads. Yo, I mean, quite real, real talk. The Heat are the, they came from the play-in to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that's ridiculous. They're playing, they're playing with a bunch of dudes who, undrafted dudes. I mean, yeah, they got, they got Bam. They got Jimmy. And then they got Kevin, the ghost of Kevin Love. Everything, Kyle Lowry coming off the bench. Everything else is all undrafted dudes that heat culture, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And they, you know, they grind it, getting out the mud. But come on, man. They won game one. That was nice. The Celtics are by far the better team. The only problem with the Celtics is they get in this trouble, especially Jason Tatum, where... They start doing that Kobe thing where they want to take all the hard-ass shots. Like, dog, Jason Tatum, you are six, eight, seven, six, eight. Why do you continue to try to shoot threes over people when you can just go into the lane and get any shot that you would want? And I know it's got to be about balance, right? Because I'm never one of those people that's like, no, don't ever shoot no threes. No, 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 I know. You got to shoot the threes so people respect it. But when you ain't making a man, you got to take your ass to the damn paint and go in there and get you a bucket. And it can't be a fadeaway against a shorter dude. It can't be no like little, you know, all these runners. You got to go in there and really impose your will. And Jason Tatum had, he had 30 points in game one. And then he had a couple turnovers in the fourth quarter and they ended up losing the game. Didn't take, I think he took one shot or didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. And people just killed him. Are you more disappointed than Jason? I'm just disappointed. Like if you're supposed to be the man, you got to go take that. People just forget. Or, and I don't think they forget. It's, and it's something I talked about a while ago, LeBron James. And it always ties back to LeBron because that's where this like hate really started coming from the media and people and fans in general, because they were able to get on social media and start talking. The want to demonize LeBron James's career so that he could never be better than Michael Jordan has made it impossible for these other guys to ever have bad games because as soon as you do the world comes down on you we have made michael jordan into this perfect basketball player that never had bad games y'all i just did the dive i just went and looked at the stats from all the finals games i looked at the eastern conference finals games that michael jordan played in he had some stankers I mean, stankers. I seen one game, my man went three for 19. But don't let nobody else tell it because Michael Jordan never had no bad games. This is what we've done. We put him so far here that everything he did was always perfect. So anybody else that's coming behind has to reach this perfect thing that that guy never was. That guy never was. 
He was just a really dope basketball player on the best team. Jason Tatum is an amazing basketball player. He said it after the game seven. Yo, I'm one of the greatest players in the world. After game six, when he had to he was struggling in the fourth and he came back and took over in the, in the fourth quarter. And he said, yo, I'm one of the greatest basketball players in the world. And yes, you are. I mean, <laughs> talk your shit, Jason Tatum. But the rush to just kill these dudes after one game, we've got seven games, y'all. Seven games. And I know they've got to have stuff to talk about on Undisputed and First Take and This Just In. They got to talk about something. So they got to tell you, oh, my God, it was the worst. He didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. You know, Kobe didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter once in a game. You know that happened, right? Well, was it the final? Was it easy to come from? Well, man, it don't matter. It happened in the playoff game, okay? It happens. These guys aren't perfect. They're human. Sometimes they go miss some shots. Sometimes they go have some turnovers. Sometimes they go on brain fart. It's okay. Just enjoy the basketball. We don't got to hate and go off and kill everybody. And, yo, he's terrible. He's trash just because he had a bad game, a bad quarter, or a bad half. Good Lord. Let's just relax and enjoy the basketball. And as we're speaking right now, game two is happening right now, which I fully expect the Boston Celtics to win. Um, now, could they lose? Yes. And why would they lose? Because their offense is just Jason Tatum uh, on one, Jalen Brown on two, uh, Marcus Smart on three. They don't do any kind of, re- I mean, man, I, they end up in this isolation basketball because they have these really good players. They end up isoing so much, they don't really get any kind of flow of offense. It's just my turn, your turn, your turn, my turn. And you're not beating anybody in the, you, I mean, you, you should, they should be able to beat the Heat because they have more talent. The Heat are more grindy and just, just more doggish with it. But at the end of the day, the Boston Celtics, the cream and the talent of that team should rise to the top. Now, when they get to the West, though, that ain't beating either of these teams because we've seen two amazing basketball games. Like, uh, game one, Lakers were down by like 20 points in the fourth quarter, came back and were, and were held. They were down by three at one point, right? Down by three with, I think, like two minutes left in the game. Or, oh, hell, a minute left in the game. They came all the way back and... After that, hell, Jokic, which the crazy thing to me is you just now you can tell people don't really watch basketball. People don't really watch these games because the media and you got I get people texting me like, oh, my God, Jokic is so sick. Dog, where have you been? He's been sick. He's a two time MVP and could have been a three time MVP this year. He's dope. I got a friend. His name is Murph. Loves to hate on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis in game one went for 40 points. 40 points, I think like 10 rebounds. Jokic had like 30, 20 rebounds or something, something. This dude had the nerve to text me because he doesn't like Anthony Davis. Had the nerve to text me. Look at Jokic cooking AD, taking him to school. What are you, what game are you watching? What game are you watching? They're both schooling each other. And if Jokic is cooking AD, you want to know why? Because he's better than AD. Like, what are we even talking about here? Like, what is this even a discussion? Jokic is a two-time MVP. How many MVPs Anthony Davis got? None. <laughs> None. Why are we... This is, this, is the, this is the craziness I have to deal with on the regular. Um, but Jokic has been that dude. He's the best passing big man maybe of all time. And you would see how dope Jokic is. You would also see how dope Jamal Murray is. And if you remember, in the bubble, Jamal Murray was a monster. 
monster. Y'all remember the, the series he had against Utah? Him and Donovan Mitchell going back-to-back, both of them dropping 40 in, in subsequent games, 40 in the same game. Like, Jamal Murray is a beast, and he had that ACL tear, and so he had to miss a whole season, basically a season and a half, and that dude has come back now, and they got a squad. They got squad over there, right? Got squad, they got length, they got defenders, and they're giving it, they're bringing it to the Lakers, but it hasn't been any kind of like blowout, right? It started as a blowout in game one, the Lakers came back. Game two, Lakers were leading pretty much all the way until the fourth quarter, and then it looked like they just got gassed. Got gassed and also just had stupid plays, and again, they had a game where Anthony Davis just didn't show up. And it's not that he didn't show up. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say he didn't show up. He missed shots. Like Jason Tatum. It happens. Nobody is perfect. These guys, dog, they're playing against the best of the best right now. They're playing against the best team in the NBA in the Denver Nuggets because you all haven't watched them. This was the best team all season long. The Lakers are playing against them, and it's hard. They're not supposed to run over these guys. Just because his name is LeBron James, that's not LeBron James from 2015. That's not AD from three years ago. These guys are a little older. They're getting taken to, they're getting, they're getting worked. They're getting worked by dudes who should be working them because they're dope too. It's part of the game. Nobody's supposed to win every single game. And so people are losing their minds like, whoa, what's going on with the Lakers? What's going on with the Lakers? They're playing the best team in the NBA on their home floor and they've lost two games. That happens in series. Now, the, for the Lakers side, the Lakers did some good things, except for in this game two, LeBron took too many threes, right? Where he should have just been driving, but maybe that dude was tired as hell. He's like, man, I, I don't got the legs to drive. He fell down a couple times, twisted his ankle, yada, yada, yada. Um, missed some point blank layups, fumbled the ball. He was out there looking geriatric a little bit. I was, I was, I was kind of cringing a little bit because he was missing. Oh, he tried to go up for a dunk and just the ball came out of his hands. He's like, oh, damn, LeBron old. Um, but that's not their problem. Hell, they were in this game all the way. They were leading and barely lost this game in the fourth quarter, by the, in the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, without Anthony Davis having a good game and with a second straight game of D'Angelo Russell basically being unplayable. And why I say D'Angelo Russell is unplayable is the same thing I've been saying about that dude since he was drafted number two overall to the Lakers back in, I think, 2014. And it's the same thing I've said about J- J- uh, James Harden. And it's the same thing I was saying about Jokic, which has been proven wrong. Jokic, I'm, I've been on the, the mindset of thinking these dudes are too, there's, and it had been about Jokic until now. I'm watching him now. He's grown and he's gotten even more skill. But the athleticism level just waned once the competition got better, right? And so for D'Angelo Russell, I saw that when he was at Ohio State in college, he was making all these dope passes, shooting threes. He was dope. He was, he's talented, right? But he got to the league, and that dude just wasn't fast enough to play in this NBA. To, not to, I'm not saying not to play. He had to find a role for himself. And I told my friends, Laker friends, that dude is going to get traded. We can't have a dude that slow trying to play point guard in the NBA. He's going to have to become a knockdown shooter to last in this league. And lo and behold, he did. He became a knockdown shooter in the regular season, and in the playoffs, he's turned into a role player because that dude ain't fast enough to break down a defense. He ain't quick enough to stay in front of anybody. So 
when somebody matches up with him and they KCP and I think Bruce Brown were talking about it on the on the podcast. Yo, our game plan was to search out D'Angelo Russell. That ain't no news. Everybody's searching out D'Angelo Russell because they know that dude can't guard nobody. I mean, he can't guard a statue. He is slower than cold syrup. And if his shot isn't falling, he's unplayable. He's literally unplayable because now you're just giving up D, you're giving up, you're giving up the lane, and you're you're taking you're not creating any space for anybody else. No space for LeBron, no space for AD. So he has to come off the court. And then when you take him off the court, you put in you know, they've been starting Schroeder and and D'Lo. But then you got both of your guards out there putting in those kind of minutes, and then they get in any kind of foul trouble. Now you're at the mercy of who's going to get to keep playing here, right? They played two games with D'Angelo Russell basically being a minus, I think he was a minus 16 yesterday, or a minus 10 yesterday, and then I think he was a minus like 25 in game one. Like that's, you can't play. He, you, he just can't be on the court. And he's been a key to this team throughout this entire playoffs. If you look at the playoff games the Lakers have played, D'Angelo Russell scores 15 points or more, guess what happens? The Lakers win. The Lakers win every game that D'Angelo Russell scores 15 points or more. Why? Because if he's actually scoring, he's doing something for the team, and it means that they can't take him off the court. He could not come off the court because he was actually hitting the shots, and he's giving space for LeBron and AD. By, by being able to knock down those threes, he's giving those dudes space. But they're coming home. Like... I can't stress it enough. Home team, the role players play better. That's just what it is. So the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers should feel good. I mean, not feel good. They, of course, you wouldn't win the games, right? But you're going home. The, the home team held serve. Now, you got to come home and hold serve. These guys are going to get to come home and sleep in their own beds, right? You know, see they, see they people, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and feel comfortable on their home floor. Our role players, or the Lakers role players, are going to play much better than the Denver role players. And now we're going to see how lights out Jamal, because Jamal Murray was on fire last night. I mean, he was in everything. Hands were in his face, and my man was still swishing these damn shots. Jokic had hands in his face, still swishing and giving people the business, but that's what Jokic always does. But will they do that in L.A., right? And that's the question, and I don't see it happening. I think the Lakers come back here and get both of these games, and then we got a three-game series. But skip me with the gloom and doom, man. After one or two games, I mean, I got people texting me like, hey, you getting a little worried? Hell no, nah, man. I'm, I'm cool in the game. I'm going down with the ship. I'm going down with the ship. I just hope we got insurance. We'll be back after the break. So um, I think I touched on it a little bit last week. But more this week because there's been so many stories and people talking about it. Uh, John Morant. And I'm just inundated with people talking in my DMs, uh, my texts. I'm watching these news shows on Twitter. And it's turning into such a... Turning into such a... It's not really about the issue at hand. It's turning into what everybody wants to put their own sensibilities on this thing. Um, I saw J.J. Reddick on like ESPN and he was just going off about the gun laws in this country and why we're castigating this 23-year-old kid for doing something that's not illegal. When there's congressmen or, 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 or councilmen in Tennessee taking photos with guns and their kids and... Dog, do you, do you guys not understand 
that council person doesn't work for the NBA. They don't have a contract or, or morality clause in their contract that says, don't be doing dumb shit to make our league look stupid. The NBA is a billion dollar corporation. John Morant brings in a lot of money and is the face of a lot of money for that corporation. He's had one, two, I'm, I'm going to go through these incidents, okay? Because this, this, that we know of, okay? This is the thing, right? I, I, I got kids. I don't know if any people out there listening or, or, or watching got kids. Just because you caught them don't mean that was the first time they ever did it. They've been doing it. You just finally caught them, okay? So we got incidents where John Moran and his people are rolling up to the mall trying to get up, trying to harass or beat down some finish line employee because something was going on with his mama and he didn't like the way dude was talking to his mama or something. So the dude had to lock himself in the store and wait for the police to come from John Moran and his people. This is John Moran, NBA basketball player, is out here bullying finish line employees, okay? Then there was another incident where his mom had to, his mom called him and he had to come and, and get into some, you know, some argument with somebody, right? Then you have the reported incident about the teenager they were playing basketball at John Moran's house and then Ja goes back in the house and comes out with a gun to threaten the kid. The kid goes to the police. That's another, that's a gun incident. Then you get the incident at the Pacers home, there, John Morant and his people are in a car outside the Pacers arena, and a laser is coming from that car into the Pacers players' bus or the Pacers players' cars, right? A laser that looks like it could be a scope on somebody's head, right? We're, th- th- turns out it's jo- one of Jaws boys who ends up getting suspended, can't come to any Memphis games anymore, right? That's another possible gun incident. Then he has the incident where he's in Colorado at the strip club and he's showing the little ass gun, playing around with the little gun, right? Goes and talks to the, to the commissioner. Says, I'm not going to do this no more. Commissioner, he sits down for like eight games and they bring him back in a hurry. Said he's supposed to be going to get the help he needed. I don't know what kind of help you get in eight games of help, right? Came back and they know why. And, and there's a reason why he came back because he was trying to make one of the first the, the All-NBA teams, because now these contracts are set to where if you make the All-NBA teams, you get a bonus. John Morant did not make one of the all the three All-NBA teams, which he definitely should have. He had played all the games and been there, right? He lost out on $39 million, okay? Lost out on $39 million, and then goes to this offseason, and he's got a gun in a car with his boys again. And you saw Commissioner Adam Silver, like during the draft, you know, talking about, I you know, he was shocked, couldn't believe this, because what are you doing, right? And I don't want to be here because I've been defending, calling nobody. I'm, I'm not here to call the dude stupid or dumb. And I mean, yo, it just sounds like he likes playing with guns. And we can go back to the original thing for JJ Reddick. This country has a gun culture that is unparalleled, right? People love their guns. That's cool, Ja. If you love guns and kicking it with your boys and 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 drinking at the pool halls, I've seen I've seen my man videos of him taking bottles of tequila and stuff to the neck. Yo, if that's what you want to do, have at it. It's America, land of the free. You just can't do both. You can't play around with guns 
and be playing basketball and be the the face of a brand, a team. That just don't work. It just, you cannot do that. And there's too many things that can happen here. One, Ja could mess around, got these guns. Somebody could roll up and try him with this gun, right? He, they know he's got a gun around him. So next time somebody knows that Ja going to be somewhere, maybe they roll up with a toolie and somebody gets to talking, get to scrub, whatever, and pop, 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 pop. You just never know, right? There's too many things that could go down with you out here putting guns and stuff on camera. And again, and even more than that, just having it on camera is the reason we're here. Why, why can't you do this without being on Instagram? Why can't you do this without putting it live? Why can't you do any of the things you're doing without ever having people having phones out around you? So you got that. He can mess around and get shot messing around with having these guns, right? What if another NBA player, somebody on his team, get shot because of what Ja's doing and got people around him doing, right? That's all this, the commissioner has to think about all this stuff. What about, what if that laser thing was real and they got, and Ja's out here playing around with dudes' minds and thought process. Like, yo, this dude's putting lasers on us. What the hell are we doing? We just got done with a basketball game. We got to come out here and this guy's got a laser on us. We could, do you understand the stress or the thought process you're putting on people? And it's, the commissioner has no choice, no choice but to suspend that dude. And I keep people talking about, man, don't, you can't be excessive, man. He should, man, he, man, it ain't even illegal. It's not about being illegal. It's about what it's representing, all the things that could happen. He's got to sit down. And it's got to be a fine that makes him change behavior. There's no way you're going to find, you're going to sit that dude, you're going to, you, you can't suspend him for 10 games. That ain't enough. You just spending him for eight, basically, and he came back and did the exact same thing. Ten games ain't doing enough because obviously he's just not rational. And I, and I, I'm not gonna psychoanalyze him. I'm just gonna give what I think possibly could be. It sounds like that dude might have an addiction problem somewhere, or he's missing a couple of screws somewhere, or, or, or something, right? Because the average rational person would guard the money that he is possibly losing and putting in jeopardy. They guard that with their life. They would guard it with their life. And for somebody to be like, nah, I'm good on that 40 million. He just lost 40 million. For somebody to be like, I'm good on that 40, you have to wonder, yo, what is going on here? Is that dude tripping on like drugs, alcohol or something? Or is he just like, don't give a damn about nothing? Because that's the only thing I can think from that. You, you cannot tell, I don't care how much money, I get it. Yo, 10 million, Ain't too much different from 100 except for, you know, uh, uh, some zeros, right? But for real, you can't, you can't just give away 40 million and not give a damn because he basically did the same thing after losing 40 mil. So if I'm the commissioner, I got to sit him out. And I think you got to sit him out for the whole season because what's the use of sitting? You're going to sit him out for half the season, right? Sit him out for half the season. People are saying, put him out for 20, put him out for 20. He's, now, they, now, remember, they already just changed this in, in the bargaining, right? They changed it where now if you you have to play 65 games at minimum to be eligible for these All-NBA teams. So if he's going to miss 20 games, he's already passed not being able to play 65. So he's already losing another $40 million. So 
What's the commissioner going to do? Is he going to put it over 20? Now, if you're going to go over 20, you might as well go to at least half the season or the full season. But even if you do half the season, now what are you doing to, the, to Memphis, the team, and the organization, and the fan base? Right? You spend it for half the season. You got these dudes in limbo for half a season. And when you're suspended, you don't get to practice. You don't get to be at the team facilities. You don't get to do anything. That team is going to go half a season without this dude. Why make them have to integrate him back in in the middle of a season just let him roll with it. Send him out for the full season. Let this dude get some rehab, some therapy. Figure out if this is actually what he wants to do. Because just because he's really good at basketball, that don't mean he has to be in the NBA. right? I mean, maybe this just ain't for him. He got his money real quick. And maybe that dude just is happy hitting that lick, having that little score and being like, yo, I want to go back to South Carolina, kick it with my guns and my homies and drinks with tequila. I... You, just because you're dope at something don't mean you got to do it. He made his bread. He could walk away and never have to do anything else again, right? So maybe Ja doesn't want the pressure of playing basketball. Maybe Ja doesn't like the pressure of having to be the breadwinner and the, basically the adult for his family because he seems like he's the one calling all the damn shots. His mama calling him to come solve problems, not calling his daddy. What the hell is that? So... It's going to be interesting to see what, what Adam Silver does and what the league does. But I think if you really care about this dude, you sit him out for the year and you let him make the decision. Is basketball what I really want to do? Do I really want to chill, get my life together, go get this rehab, go get some therapy? And when you take that year off, not only do you get the therapy and you got to chill, you got to work out and stay ready. Will he do that? Sometimes you need some bumps in the road to figure out and test your metal about what you really want to be about. And that bump in the road might be this thing. And it might tell him, hey, the NBA really ain't for me. And that's okay. But we can't be here talking about, oh, he shouldn't be suspended. He should just, no, that's a slap. He should get a slap on the wrist. It ain't illegal. No, nah, man. You, 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 you're endangering your life, other people's lives. And you are endangering the NBA's brand. And that's what they care about more than anything. Because Ja Morant is very, very dope. He's a grain of salt when it comes to the players in the NBA. They would not miss him one bit. There will be a new Ja Morant coming in the next draft. Hell, we just had Victor Wimbanyana is coming in. Ain't nobody going to give a damn about no damn Ja. Right? I mean, literally, these dudes, this is the thing. People think that they are more important than they are. Yo, you are very good at basketball, but they will find another one. <laughs> Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan were very, very dope. They ain't playing no more. There's new people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at one point, people thought Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. And we know that's a lie because it's LeBron James. Yo, you've been listening to I'm Probably Right. I'm Reggie Watkins. Rate us, review, or subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. Thank you so much, my man Kevin Cleveland, for running the show, engineering, and producing. Yo, if you like the show, tell a friend, share it. Believe Podcast Network, BLEAV.com. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.